Doom 2016 reveals that Earth is desperate for more energy resources, so we start piping in energy from hell. What would you guys power with this hell energy? My microwave. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, a side effect could be that sometimes maybe it doesn't cook my food. It just summons demons. Like a little (laughs) imp just pops out. But uh, Then why would you choose that? Because when it does work, it probably is awesome. Does it not benefit your food? It could. Yeah, maybe I get extra health flavors. Oh. Sulfur. Health flavors. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> now with 90% more fluffer. Or fluffer. Sulfur. <laughs> fluffer. <laughs> okay, 90% all right. more sulfur. Oh, man. Mm, okay. Well, I, would, I would do something for the ladies. I would make all vibrators powered by it, you know? Tell me more. I mean, you're, you're sinning. You might as well, like, just go all the way with it. <laughs> Battery operated? No. You, you know, have to recharge maybe. with hell energy? Is oh, it just... I don't, dude, I didn't think this through. Okay. <laughs> I need some double A hell energy batteries, I was please. Just, I was just thinking. I mean, I guess if I really... So if it has to be electrical. Well, I mean, are we storing this hell in batteries? How do we... How yeah, you work? can put it into a battery. A Ooh. D battery. You know what? <laughs> 80s boom boxes. I, I amend my answer. 80s boom boxes. All of them will be charged by hell energy and will make a comeback. Okay. I like that. That'd right. be pretty good. I was going to do an array of kitchen appliances. So, not quite a microwave, but I'm thinking more grander scale here. Grander? Yeah. Hell's Energy would allow for instant cooking of any baked goods and perfect searing of all steaks and meats. <gasps> baked potatoes instantly. Dude, I'm telling you, prep be time good. would be cut down by 666%. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Get it? <laughs> Get it, audience? <laughs> I'd get so popular, I'd open up my own Hell's Kitchen restaurant. Hell's Jesus Kitchen. Christ. You know who's going to run it? Gordon Ramsay. Demi Gorgon Ramsay. <laughs> Demi. Very good. Hold on. I can't reach you from here, but I'm trying to hit you so He'd hard. specialize in deviled eggs, chicken Diablo pasta, and people cracklings. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. That's the end of our podcast. <laughs> good God, man. You put way too much thought into this. I like it. Rise from your grave. Hey everyone, today's episode we will be discussing the video game series Doom and the 2005 film adaptation starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Carl Urban. If you want to enhance your listening experience, give it a watch and join us for a journey into hell with Doom. Please enjoy. Hey all you creatures from cyberspace, welcome to another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined with Garrett and John. Fellas, how are we doing today? Not too shabby. I'm working on a massive migraine right now. But you know what? I'm here. I'm ready to talk about Doom. So let's get into it. You're dedicated. I like it. You know what? Like a Marine. Oh, God. Hopefully not a Marine from this movie. You know I do most of my puns because I love to see your reactions to them. I know. I know. I'm not a pun guy. (laughs) Shut up, John. I love puns. I'm very pro-pun. What have you guys been up to? Anything new? Uh, Don't all talk at once. I mean, you know, just kind of doing the same old thing. Um, replaying Resident Evil 7, uh, expanding my horror movie experience. We found a movie recently on Amazon called Baby Monitor. And the tagline oh, is, yeah. you're baby safe. Are you? 
And there's nothing about that that I don't want to watch. If you want to have a good time, go look at Amazon Prime's now uh, horror section. There are some gems in there that I really <laughs> want to dive into someday. Yeah. There's like made on VHS recorder gems in there. It's it's got it's so upsetting well, to look at. Where do they find them? There's like five headed sharks. There's uh, the the shark in the uh, the the college or whatever. A lot of what shark is. movies, yeah, really. There's actually, a lot more a lot shark, shark movies shark, than I realized. A lot of shark based yeah. cinema. Resident Evil Seven, huh? Yeah, um, I just I got I haven't played the DLC yet, so I'm running through some of that right now. And yeah, that game still is pretty it's damn a very good game. chaotic. Yeah, let me tell you that one of the DLCs is you play as a Cajun Louisiana man who goes and punches those black goo monsters. Left trigger is your left fist. Right trigger is your right fist. A little bit of lightning, a little bit of thunder. It sounded a little racist there, but you know. What do you mean? You're like, you're a Cajun man who punches black things. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) But um, no, I actually like. You play the game. There's demon demon things. That's the one with Zoe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually was really intrigued by that because isn't he like, doesn't he have the gene? You know what? No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm going to play through it. I'll let you know how it is. But um, yeah, I'm kind of running through that right now and just, you know, occasionally watching horror movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that we had a a pretty badass time at uh, Frightmare. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, still riding the high off that. It was good times. If you haven't heard it, go back to the episode where we talked all about it. John, what have you been up to? Oh, same thing I'm always up to. Just watching horror movies. Yeah? Yeah. Um, you- let me see which ones are worth warning you all about. How about Amityville Creation? Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. Is that is them building the house? You know, you would think that. Um, but it's not, and that's because I named it wrong. It's Amityville: The Awakening. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch a movie about carpentry. <laughs> it's so bad I forgot its name. Amityville: The Awakening. It is. Uh, it takes place in the future, or not the future. It takes place now. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> do you, do you, you need a anything Bowl? about this film that you watch? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> John describes movies he's never seen. It'll be a new segment. <clears throat> Let me try that again. Amityville The Awakening, it takes place in the present. It also takes place in a universe where the Amityville horror movies exist. Wait, hold on. Yeah. So the movies exist. They came out in the theater, is what you're saying. Like, they watch a DVD of the original Amityville horror in the Amityville horror house in this movie. Oh, my God. Is this as dumb as it sounds? It's really trash they also make a really stupid joke where they're like oh we need to watch the amityville horror you know in the amityville horror house and um then one of the one of the characters is like the original or the remake and of course another character is like the original duh remakes always suck and then it just like pauses it's so stupid uh don't watch it it's trash it really has almost nothing to do with the amityville horror um it's like somebody watched the new Nightmare and then did it poorly. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Um, One could argue that you, by not, not saying anything at all, would have protected more people from this movie. Well, did maybe you actually people want to, to see a terrible movie that sometimes people are into that. This isn't that kind of terrible movie. Don't watch it. You'll just see plot holes everywhere. Um, Don't yeah. touch that death cookie. It'll kill you. But someone's going to be like, it's still a cookie. Hey. I don't want to risk it. Yeah, I jumped on that grenade for everybody. <laughs> Thanks, John. You're welcome. I watched one called The Babysitter. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. It's about a, a a freshman in high school who still needs a babysitter. He's very sheltered. 
Yes, he is. Um, I've seen this. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Too. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was kind of like, it felt like it was almost going for the Edgar Wright, Scott Pilgrim-y kind of feel. Like, well, it's not a, that far. It's a McGee film, and I don't remember what that guy's done, but I've seen his name pop up in some other stuff. Yeah. But it's like a film by McGee, and I'm, while you're talking about it, I'm going to look it up on IMDb. Not American McGee. No, not, <laughs> not American McGee. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's a, uh, the film kind of rolls out. This kid's getting picked on. Um, he's he's really befriended the the babysitter who's this hot blonde who kind of sticks up for him against uh, all the bullies in school and stuff like that. He's propositioned by a friend of his uh, to stay up and see what the babysitter gets up to when he goes to bed. She's like, uh, he, you know, your babysitter's probably over there having sex and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And he's like, no. Well, turns out the babysitter's part of some demonic cult. And they're using his blood for their satanic uh, uh, rituals. And I'll leave it there. Uh, as it kind of plays out, it's actually pretty well done. I would recommend it. It's kind of like, um, you know, like the young adult novels that are going to turn into movies like The Maze Runner and all those things like that. It's kind of like a young adult horror movie. It's actually really enjoyable. It's shot really well. Everyone who acts in it, it does a really good job. And mm-hmm. some of the, like, the, well, let's call them plot twists, are very entertaining. But it is by McGee, spelled MC. G, the letter G. Okay. And he did the Charlie's Angels films and Terminator Salvation. Hmm. The uh, the one with, uh, not Nolan. Who the fuck is that guy's name? <laughs> not Jason Bateman. Why can I not remember this dude's name? Um, yeah, he's the one from Batman. Yeah. 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 Bale. Chris, Christian, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. We, we're going to say every name that starts with me <laughs> except for that one. So yeah, it's actually, you're right. It's actually a very good film. Um, I didn't find it really scary. But it was full of enough like twists and turns that I was like, "Wow, this is keeping me entertained." Yeah, it was a fresh take on it. It, it you know, it, yeah. it took the you know the satanic ritual uh, kind of cliche and did some fun stuff with it. So yeah, go check it out on Netflix for free if you're a member of Netflix, of course. <laughs> or send us five bucks and we'll send you a link to Netflix and then you can watch it. Yeah, we gotta make also, our money somehow. <laughs> <laughs> or buy a shirt when we get those up. Um, also wanted to give a shout out to a game called Oxen Free. Um, it is a, uh, horror type game. It's a sequel to Ollie Ollie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a group of high schoolers are taking a trip out to an island where they're going to do some drinking. And, uh, while they're out there, they go into a cave. They see a, a radio on the ground. They pick it up and start tuning a frequency that splits open, uh, some sort of paranormal or, um, alien activity, you're not sure what, but as you play the game, it unfolds. Um, there's some run-in with some uh, ghosts looking for revenge and some in some really cool moments. Uh, it's one of those games that's heavy on dialogue and dialogue options. What is this on? What platform? It's on everything. Uh, I think it's even on iOS, but it was free with Called an Xbox game with gold one month, and that's how I got free? it. Oxen free? Oh, is it like indie or is it kind it's of It's an like... indie game, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, worth checking out. Uh, the the story's intriguing, and then there's some good uh, jump scare moments in there. Uh, don't want to give away too much, but worth checking out. Okay. And we, we will talk about horror video games probably regularly because we're a bunch of nerds. <laughs> but um, yeah. It was my... Uh, uh, that's kind of where I fell into horror the most was in the video game realm. So really? I'm apt to talk about it. Yeah, Resident Evil, uh, okay. Alone in the Dark, all, right, all those games. Uh, I wasn't allowed to watch... A lot of that stuff growing I, up. I wasn't either. We had to sneak over to people's houses and watch it. But like, I would say books is what kind of my entry point yeah. into it. But uh, yeah. my parents, for whatever reason, didn't give a shit what I was playing on the video games. But any movie, <laughs> they had to make sure that it, I was watching it as advertised. I couldn't watch PG thirteen until I was thirteen. Oof. 
Yeah. I, uh, I couldn't go see Gremlins 2 with my friends. Wow. Yeah. I was very upset I don't know about who, that. I don't know who got the better deal out of that one. <laughs> as, a, as a 12-year-old, or however old I was when that came out, that film was fun. As a 12-year-old, I mean, even at this point, that movie is like, it's what Hollywood and cocaine would do if they just fucked and had a baby. Because like, yeah. everything goes in that movie. I mean, you name it, it's happened. Gizmo dressed up as Rambo. Which was amazing. It was awesome there at was the time. There was a cross-dressing gremlin. There was an yes. electricity gremlin. There yes. was a salad gremlin. The bat gremlin was my Hulk favorite. Hulk Hogan was in it. He breaks the fourth wall. Um, Grandpa Munster's <laughs> in it. You remember a lot more than I oh, do. Oh, dude, I fucking love Gremlins too. It's so bad, and they, it's it's right in the middle of New York. Wow. Yeah. We should talk about Gremlins. No, let's not. Talk. Okay. We'll Later think on. About Later about on. Gremlins too. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I've got an affinity for uh, horror video games. I played a lot more of those when at a time that I was being regulated on movies. And speaking of horror video games, transition. We're going to talk about Doom. We're talking about Doom. Which I'm very excited for. Uh, Doom is one of my favorite gaming franchises, so I'm, I'm super stoked to get into it. And we're going to talk about the, the gaming franchise and also the 2000... God, when did that crappy movie? Two, I believe. 2005. Five. Five. Um, movie Doom, based off the video game, Doom. Get out. They're related? Oh, it's clever, baby. A little bit. But if you look at the plot... Do you think they're both... You know, they probably both involve Carmax, I would hope. They do. <laughs> you know. Doom is a very important game for the gaming industry. It brought in a lot of people, so much so that at one point in time, there was more copies of Doom installed on PCs than Windows 95. Are you serious? Yeah. I believe it. It was a phenomenon. I'm uh, not going to lie. I I had a copy of Doom on our like Packer Bell Legend 2, and I remember playing it, but I did not know it was that insanely huge. Anybody had a computer that I knew had a copy of the shareware running. That's so wow. at some point, uh, even Bill Gates considered buying it. Really? Yeah. But instead, he just opted to have him port it over to PC because I think they were running it on like uh, some other MS DOS. But he wanted a, a Windows a version. A Windows specific yeah. version, yeah. Wow. So uh, it was a huge deal. Yeah. Um, just to kind of give you a, a little background on when this game came out in 1993, PC gaming had not quite blown up to where it would be, um, obviously, today. Um, it was even, like a lot of Sierra online games back then. Yeah, a lot like of point and click, King's a lot of story Quest, driven. Yeah, um, things that didn't tax the uh, graphics too much. Um, so much so that they really struggled to even get video games to do side scrolling. Yeah, which it, was, it invented with exactly. Commander Keen. Wait, um, really? Yeah. yeah. Damn. So I'll get into that in you just a second. You're blowing my mind today. I like <laughs> this. So uh, just to give you an idea, the other games released in 93 of note were Mortal Kombat 2, Super Street Fighter 2, Myst, Secret of Mana, Robocop versus Terminator, one of my favorites. Myst was in 92? 93. 93? Yeah. Wow, for some reason I thought it was later. Okay. Clay Fighter, Castlevania, Rondo of Blood, NBA Jam, and Star Fox all came out in 93. So you mentioned NBA Jam and Super Street Fighter 2, so we're just going to talk about those two for the rest (laughs) of this episode because NBA Jam, baby. Yeah. God, that game was a phenomenon. It was fantastic. Boom shakalaka. Uh, yeah, that, that was a, a phenomenon in its own right. It was one of the only sports games that legitimately made me excited to play. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Can anyway. I still play NBA Jam. <laughs> yeah. Tournament edition, of course. Oh, of course. Uh, so that's just to give you an idea of where Doom exploded onto the scene. The uh, company id started off at a company called Soft Disk, and they did a monthly Discat magazine where they would send out games to subscribers. It's where the uh, creators of id met each other. John Carmack 
important name. You'll hear it many yes. times. Uh, John Romero, Tom Hall, and Adrian Carmack. Not related to John. John Romero of the Night of Living Dead John Romero or different John Romero? Okay. Different John Romero. Okay. Um, They all met at this company. They all found an equal love for video games and they wanted to make their own stuff. So they started a company called Ideas from the Deep. Their first project was to try to uh, recreate a side-scroller. So late one night, John Carmack figured out how to make side-scrolling work on a PC. It was a revolutionary breakthrough, and he recreated Mario Brothers. Hmm. Every, he sent it to Nintendo, and they're like, ah, oh, that's cool, kid. Yeah. Their, their very first project was to recreate Super Mario Brothers 3, send it to Nintendo, and say, hey, let us put it on, on PC. And then probably typical Nintendo fashion, they were like, who the fuck is this? They new, said, new phone, who this? They were like, nah, we're good. We want to be in the console market. We don't want to have our yeah. game on the PC. So they changed the assets and turned it into Commander Keen. Is that okay. right? Yep, that's exactly yeah. right. So then we got their first big hit, Commander Keen. It, all, it was also distributed on early versions of the internet. So Yeah, they're like FTP servers. I didn't have a computer until I was in college in 1999. I was oblivious to almost all this other stuff going on in the world of computers. Hmm. When was y'all's first computer? 1996, maybe. It was, I remember very clearly, Packard Bell, 133 megahertz, Intel Pentium, 16 <laughs> megabytes. How many times did you read the sticker on oh, the side of your PC? so much, man. I was a, I mean, the moment we got a computer, I became a computer nerd. So I was so into it. Yeah, Packard Bell was my first one, too. Ours, mine was 94, but it was, this is for like adult business purposes only. So when we got on to quote unquote do schoolwork with the encyclopedia disc that came with it. Oh, fun. It was, you know, how quick can we install stuff that we actually want to do like Doom and things like that. And um, Did it come with a CD player? Yours? Or CD-ROM uh, drive? It, it had a slot for it. We actually had to get it later on and put it mm, into the... Yeah. But um, yeah, it was pretty early on, but we didn't have a lot of access to it. So... Yeah. Well, if you're interested in finding out more about that side-scrolling stuff, uh, it, it's plenty of information on the internet. There's also a book called Masters of Doom that's a pretty Tremendous good read. Tremendous book. Tremendous uh, book. Highly it recommend out. it. Um, very good stuff. So just kind of what preceded Doom, it created a game called Wolfenstein 3D. There was a license for the game uh, Escape from Wolfenstein that was kind of just out in the open uh nobody owned it and the copyright expired or yeah. whatever so they enjoyed that game so much they snatched it up and proceeded to make wolfenstein 3d which was not the very first version of 3d that they did but it was one of the earliest and that was distributed on the internet that one did not get a, a full retail box copy and everybody kind of fell in love with it. i think everybody here has played wolfenstein 3d yes uh, my first introduction to, to computer gaming was Spear of Destiny, which is Wolfenstein 2. Wolfenstein 3D 2. I gotta be honest, dude, my experience with that game alone, just getting to the Hitler <laughs> in his mech suit was life-changing. And I wanted a PC from that moment on, and I never got one for like another seven knew. years. Yeah. <laughs> so when they came out with Doom, man, it looked better, it sounded better, it had lighting. You could go upstairs this time. Yep. There were floors, and it just blew everybody away. And, and it did so many firsts. It coined the phrase deathmatch. Huh. And mm-hmm. uh, it was it was very popular in networking. 
Oh, so LAN, LAN networking. Yeah, LAN okay. networking uh, multiplayer, which was I that, never was played. Was that the start of LAN parties? Do you think that was the start of, like, LAN? When did MechWare come out? After that, right? After. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, this yeah probably, probably popularized it. Yeah, it probably was, like, one of the earlier... Now, you're talking to me in 93, seeing two computers in the same room that could play Doom never happened. Yeah. <laughs> so never never got to experience that. So I never experienced a lot of theater. I was I was an arcade kid, man. I was I was getting those quarters, you know, and going and playing Street Fighter. And 93, I was doing Super Nintendo. I didn't get into computers till 95, 96. I was still rocking a Nintendo and a Sega Genesis at that point. I think I got my Nintendo in 94. Um, so that came, that game came out, they sold tons and tons of copies. Um, Wolfenstein, right? We're talking about Doom now. Oh, okay. Doom yeah. now. Okay. They distributed it in a shareware form where you could get the first act, the first episode for free known as Knee Deep in the Dead. And I remember the first time I saw Doom was going to my buddy's house and his older brother was playing this game. And I just heard all these sights and sounds and growls and stuff. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go to his house every day after school just so I could play through that thing. I never played the full version of Doom until many years later. You know, like on PlayStation when they released Final Doom or whatever oh, on the wow. PS1. Doom 64. Um, that that Doom has been ported more than any other game on the planet. Yeah. It was on legit? Is that like real? Yeah, yeah, it runs on everything. There was a Super Nintendo cart that I rented a couple times. It was absolute shit. Hmm. It looked terrible. But you didn't know any better. Right. Back then, I have a copy of it now because it's a nice, pretty red cartridge. I remember that cartridge, man. Yeah. It was cool. I put it in the uh, Super Nintendo one time, and that would be the last time I ever played <laughs> Doom that way. It was bad. What was y'all's first experience with Doom? Do you remember, like, the first time you played it? I don't. I think I was really late to the Doom party, to be honest. I think, because I remember as a kid, I was really into Duke Nukem. That's what I was playing instead. Um, You're remember, a Nukem kid, huh? Yeah. I was. Uh, and then I got into Unreal Tournament instead of Quake. So I was just riding the, the different uh, pa- parallel track. So I don't think I got into Doom till Doom 3. Yeah, that's about what, 2004, I think, yeah. that came out. Uh, what about you, Garrett? Uh, it would have been the first level that was um, the kind of the shareware version you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It didn't do much for me. I remember playing it. I remember being like really like like, wow, this is crazy. But again, I had Street Fighter in my life. And so, and just like to this day, man, it's like, you know, my one true love. So I played it. I played that first level and then really didn't have any desire to kind of like go back and like, I got to play more of this. Yeah. It was like, oh, that was cool. All right, let's go master those kids. Yeah, I played the first level so. too back in the day and I didn't mean, thought it was fine, but I was much more into Duke Nukem. I wouldn't say, I would say it wasn't until like, they put out those like, remember those collection discs where it would like put like, Wolfenstein, Doom 1, Doom 2, mm-hmm. and like some other stuff all in one disc. I think we got one of those at some point, and I think I played through the entirety of Doom 1 and 2 at that time. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed the hell out of it, but again, it was more kind of like a, cool, I played that. That was awesome. And then went on my way. I remember the first time I played it, though, that first level, hearing that music, and like, wow, that sounds like Master of the Puppets from Metallica. Like, it has a very similar kind of sound to it, so I was like, this is a really cool soundtrack. And I a lot, a lot of their soundtrack was definitely yanked and used from other metal albums at the time. I definitely remember being like, I'd like to hear more of this soundtrack more than like, I'd like to play more of this game. Mm. But again, 
you know. I think I was so in tune with the 90s ultra-violent kind of in-your-face stuff, plus the added uh, appeal of not being able to play it. You know what I mean? I didn't have oh, a computer. Yeah. The forbidden like, fruit aspect Holy shit, it. if I only had a computer, I could play <laughs> Doom right now. So I think that added to it, too. And plus, I genuinely had some, uh, some jump scare moments while playing that game. Not like as, you know actual legitimate i'm afraid to play the game but holy shit startling moments you know yeah oh yeah when some of the doors would open and there'd be a monster standing there you'd like immediately start mashing the back key like i've got to get back yeah i remember the first time you you open the elevator to exit the level and there's four monsters standing right at you just starting fire away like that's that's that stuck with me for sure yeah um, anytime you would activate uh, a lever or a button, just walls would fall down and all the monsters would rush out. It was out. so revolutionary for the time, yeah. man. Other games just were not doing things like that. Yeah, full of secrets. Yes, full Easter of eggs. Weapons, and all well, kinds char- of stuff. Character design art alone, just like the, the cacodemons and like, you know, the, the Hell Knights and stuff like that. Just looking at the art of those was, I hadn't really seen anything like that before. So, so it was really like, kind of like, Wow, this is really cool and dark, and like I was really into the art of it. But again, because the game just didn't grab me the way it grabbed most people, I never really like went back and touched it. Well, you've also said you're not huge into the first person shooter genre. Is that correct? I enjoy it, but it's not my my personal jam. So I get that. Uh, Just to touch on the character design, they actually sculpted all those by hand first. Really? Yeah, they're all in the id office behind glass. Yeah. Wow. So I would love to take a trip sometime and see those originals. There's photos of them on the internet Where if you want to check based? it out. Dallas. Yeah. Wait, that close? Are they? Is their offices still out of Dallas? I believe so. Yeah. Why didn't we go check that out when we went to uh, Frightmare? Because we're stupid. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm sure they're not open on Saturdays or weren't Th- open on this Saturdays. This just in. Anyway. That's fair. Grave Talk Podcast, people. Stupid. So yeah, the, they they sculpted them out and then they rendered them in the game. While this did popularize the first-person shooter genre with everybody, it wasn't a true first-person uh, 3D game. You know what I mean? Everything was still kind of sprite-based. Yeah, it wouldn't be until 5D. correct. It wouldn't be until Quake, same guys, id mm-hmm. would uh, make a fully 3D game, which means you could rotate yourself around the character and you would see every angle of that demon. Rather than when you're looking at Doom, it may only have six or seven angles. angles. So, I um, remember I remember Quake being more of a thing that was brought to my attention because I believe it was Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails like did the soundtrack for mm-hmm. it. Yep. And then that was that was announced, and so everyone was like, "We got to get this game. We got to hear the new Nine Inch Nails music because I think it, like Broken was the last thing that came out from them." And we were like, "If it's anything like that, we're in." And it was like Trent Reznor's ambient weird stuff. And it was like... Was it a letdown? It was kind of a letdown. But I remember you could... Because we didn't have a computer that could play the game. But we had a burned copy of the game because you could play the audio in a CD player. I loved it when they did that kind of so stuff. So like yeah. we, we, had, we had Quake as a soundtrack, even though we had the game. We just didn't have a computer <laughs> that could handle it. So again, I think that was more... I was more exposed to that than Doom. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say by far, Doom was the better game. Just visually, the way it played, I enjoyed that a lot more than I enjoyed Quake. Quake was so, the art style was so muddied that you yeah. couldn't really see as much was going on. And Doom had a great color palette. And that was also a, a, a problem of the times, right? We were going through a growing phase of technology. So everything, even PlayStation graphics, all yeah. that stuff were muddy and kind of just... First generation 3D stuff does not hold up at all. No, not at, at all. all. It's I just was... like squares and rectangles on top of each other. I bought a copy of Resident Evil 1 the other day at the mall, and it is not the best-looking game. What were you doing at the mall, Mark? 
I was getting an oil change. At the mall? Sears. Oh, okay. <laughs> I prefer that. If I'm going to have to wait around for two hours while the oil's changed, at least I can go wander around from store to store. It's not a bad plan. Mark's like, I buy my jeans at Torrid. They're comfy. They fit just <laughs> nice. Real snug on the hammies, let me tell you. <laughs> so just some other notes about Doom, uh, the game. It was a very controversial game with the religious folks. It was controversial with lawmakers and yep. parents. Because of the devil imagery, the church wasn't into it. They actually took it to Congress by Joe Lieberman, along with Mortal Kombat and Night Trap, and led to the creation of the ESRB rating system for video games. Yeah, I remember Mortal Kombat spearheaded that whole that initiative. Yeah, they were very afraid back in the 90s that video games were going to lead people to uh, murder. They were called murder simulators. Um, Thank God we've all passed that nonsense. Except it's still being drug out of the closet, uh, yes. even as recently as this year. So I watched, uh, just today, I watched this ABC special from like 1985 about uh, horror movies ruining people's like children's minds and they were blaming VHS tapes and the ability to rent horror movies. And um, it's, it was an incredible like time capsule type thing where people have just been saying the same shit about horror for years. We'll put it up on our Twitter page because it was an interesting yeah, we'll video to watch. Up. That sounds cool. I mean, but this kind of shit's been going on for years. It even happened back to comic books in the 30s, 40s or yeah. whatever. Um, they were making horror comics back then and there was a mass book burning and they banned uh, people from selling and creating those. And then all the books got kind of tame. That visual of Garth from Wayne's World is like, we fear change. And he just starts hitting the thing with a hammer. Yeah. It's like, people don't understand. Anyway, it seems like Doom would have been right. Now, Mortal Kombat, I get initially, because that was just a shock to see that level of violence. But again, Doom Favorite parts had... when they call it photorealistic. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, if they only knew what was coming. Yeah, right. I mean, because, well, it was. They were photos that were just digitized in Mortal Kombat. I I'm actually, I'm, I'm okay with the creation of the ESRB through this. Yeah. You know, it, there should be some sort of rating system should a parent actually want to pay attention to. It's there on the box. Hey, this may have contained some content, but I'm against the censorship. Night Trap got censored. Through all that, they cut out a bunch of stuff and re-released it. So that was unfortunate. <laughs> Doom was also blamed for mass murder during the Columbine shootings of the 90s. Wait, Doom was? Even all that time Even later? Even Doom. There was a thing going around that the one of the shooters had recreated the high school in the Doom level editor. Oh. Was it, that actually confirmed? Or was it was that not just... confirmed. We'd never found the levels. So again, who knows if there was any evidence of that anywhere, but it hadn't been seen since. So uh, another instance of this game getting attacked. Because nobody understands it's fun to shoot demons. <laughs> Well, and that being said, I don't think it ever shied away from that stuff either. Like, even though they may have had that be the case with them, like they when they made Rage, um, that game was pretty hardcore and violent, mm -hmm. you know, and a much more less like blood spurting all over the screen, but definitely it was pretty intense. So yeah, it was. So I mean, yeah. So all that went down with the original Doom and Doom Two. That was Doom Two looped into the um, the whole like violence thing, or was it just Doom One? I think they use Doom as shorthand yeah. for like all these kind okay. of games. You know how people be. Because a, a good while <laughs> later, they made they made Doom Three, which was kind of like a complete reboot of the the franchise in a much more uh, call it this uh, a game of the times. You know, it was just only a, single player. Which it was, was a, very different for yes, age. and you had to load your gun. 
You had to yeah. load your gun. You never did those in the first two. The games. story was excessively tame and very much like kind of it played like every other game that had come out there. Now, visually, the game was going for a much darker, scarier look, which you could argue they kind of failed in because it was just spaceship with more monsters in it. The monsters were I scary. Liked it. I thought hell. it was the most cinematic of the Doom. Yes, and and it's also like. But it had no personality. For it, it was a direct response to the Quake game before it that I can't remember that didn't have any single-player game at all. They got tore up because they only made a multiplayer game. Was it Quake Arena? Yes, I think. I know it was Unreal Tournament and Quake Arena. And so they got tore up for Quake Arena, so they swung the pendulum completely in the other direction to make a single-player story game, which is how they landed on Doom 3 not having any multiplayer when it first came out. Wow. I think they did a good job with the lighting effects. There was that flashlight mechanic where that would go out on you halfway through a battle and then you yeah. were just fighting in the dark. That could get frustrating at times, but it was a cool look. But yeah. in typical in fashion, though, the, like some of the technology and some of the new uh, coding they used kind of changed and revolutionized some of the way things mm-hmm. were, were done. So it was definitely an achievement in its own right. But again, the game had no personality. It was just such standard... You've seen it in every other game you were playing at the time. So I feel like it just kind of it didn't get as much love as it should have. But then eventually they went back and remade the original style Doom in, what, 2016? Right. Yeah. That's the latest one that's come out. And I think they've done a fantastic job of kind of reimagining what Doom was through Doom 1 and 2. Oh, it is a direct throwback to the original Doom gameplay. Like it, Honestly, it was a shock. When I first started playing yeah. it, because games have not played that way in such a long time, yeah. to actually have like you pick up ammo, your gun is loaded, you're just never stop running, you never stop firing, there is no cover, you just balls to the wall, go at it and try to survive. Games Ultra don't violence play, they is- don't play like that. And it was just such a, like, it was like, wow. It's and a it, time of, like, cover shooters. This one was like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. We're going to get in your face now. Yeah, you better hope you blow them away before they blow you away. And it was such, it, it was so different. And it immediately, I'm not a big nostalgia guy, but man, playing that game, it was like, this is it. This is exactly like playing the old Dooms. Well, there was, it came out after afterwards that they were working on a Doom game that was almost like Call of Duty, where you were going to be in charge of, like, a, a squad. It was even nicknamed Doom of Duty. Uh, but they scrapped it because this Doom 2016 Duty. had been in development for eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they restarted it. And like, they finally fell on the right decision of, hey, let's go back to what made this thing yeah. so cool in the first place. Well, they, they made the right choice because that game was amazing. Unlike the shitty movie they made in 2005. Semper Fi, motherfucker. Right. Uh, John, it's funny you mentioned how heavy on the story Doom 3 was. Well, Doom 2016 does still have a story, but it's optional. Yeah, I actually really like the Doom 2016 story. It starts out, you know, as it, you wake up on a sarcophagus, Doom guy gets up, and the game starts getting into the story, and he just throws the screen that's talking to him on the side and, like, fuck it, let's get going. Yeah. And that's how you it's get cool. started on the game. The game is um, amazing. Go check it out. I've, I'm on my third playthrough. Yeah. So, wow. Very good. One of my favorites of the generation. Agreed. I feel like we said everything we can about the game series. <laughs> oh. I've got the plot here. What, of 2005, the no, movie? Doom 1 and 2. It's oh, like astonishingly convoluted, and I would encourage our listeners to go read it because you're just going to get lost, I think, if we try to explain right. it to Wait, you. Wait, the story of Doom 1 and 2? Yeah. 
I need a link to that because I didn't even know they had story. Uh, it was Carmack's belief that video game story is not necessary. Therefore, most of it that was created was cut out. Uh, Tom Hall created something called the Doom Bible. It was deep. It was thorough. And they threw almost all of it out. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they used, uh, they fleshed out a lot of it in Doom 2016. Yeah. The UAC is experimenting with teleporters on Mars. They accidentally teleport one of the planets, Deimos, away. And at the same time, all of hell comes... Moon. You mean the moon? Yeah, yeah, moon is... I'm sorry. Deimos is the moon. Deimos, the moon, is it just vanishes and all the hell starts attacking the base. Doom guy is part of the Marine Corps group that responds. He's told to stay behind. All his Marine buddies get murdered. And then he's out to figure out what's going on. Um, that's episode one. He goes to Deimos and realizes it's teleported above hell. So he fights through Deimos, and then episode three is when he's actually in hell and then finds a portal back to Earth. So then he's trying to defeat hell on Earth. But didn't oh, the, wow. like, the Martians already open these portals? And they That's tried to Doom 3. Oh, Doom okay, 3 okay, introduced okay. that the Martians actually opened the portal to hell. They went extinct. Yeah, but they tried to warn us, and we were like, we can't read this fucking Martian yeah. gibberish. <laughs> it's like, don't open it, bro. And we totally fucking opened it, bro. Yeah. Um, there's also hints that maybe the people on Earth were the evacuees of Mars. Hmm. Yes, yeah, that, and like their DNA accelerated our evolution. It's all over the place. Yeah, so that's that's just a loose uh, plot points of some of the games there. But let's get into Doom 2005. Let's not. Let us. Let's not. <laughs> let's do anything else in our life that makes us forget that we wasted almost two hours on this movie. Semper Fi, motherfucker. It was unbelievably and unnecessarily long oh yeah it was it, i thought this would be like a 90 minute done over with thing but it was like oh my god i'm feeling Multiple every times. second of this movie i watched it in chunks that's probably for the best for that one, yes. For most movies, I, I don't like to do that. But for this one, there was multiple moments where I paused it. And I was like, oh, that just happened. We have to be close to the end. And then paused it. And just the the sigh of like, oh, my God, there's so much more left. So I'm probably going to butcher this. This was directed by Polish director Anders Bartkowi- Bartkowiak. Anybody want to give that a try? Nailed it. Anders Barkowak. Um. Oh, yeah. Good old Andy. Andy. His <laughs> friends just call him Andy. Mr. Del Toro. <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm, I always butcher these names. Movie stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Sarge, Carl Urban as John Grimm, and Roseman Pike as Samantha Grimm. He was not Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the credits, though. He, he was, it was so early in his career, he was still just The Rock. Well, he still doesn't go by The Rock when he does uh, when he's credited. I mean, you know, now he goes by Dwayne Johnson. Back then, he went as The Rock. Oh, That's what he's credited he? as. Completely one eighty since yeah. two thousand five. Oh wow! Let's let's talk about the the names real quick of these characters because this was something that annoyed the hell out of me. When we first meet this entire squad, the names John Grimm, who goes by Reaper, Dwayne Johns or uh, Sarge, who is The Rock. He goes by Sarge. There's Destroyer. There's Goat, there's Duke, there's Portman, the Kid. I mean, everyone has like the dumbest fucking nicknames. It's Reaper like a 13 year old's like a... name generator. He was like, yeah. Yeah. But now Reaper makes me think of Overwatch. That was all I could think of every time they said his name. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. I ain't played that one. You should. It's popular, though. 
It's incredible that you haven't played it yet. <laughs> it's like one of the most popular games. I know. I'm more into single player experiences. I just don't do a lot of multiplayer. But fair enough. Here's what the back of the box has to say about this one. Avoid it. Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> Put this movie down. <laughs> there are better Dwayne Johnson films. Go get those. Go watch Tooth Fairy. <laughs> Literally <Yes>. anything else. <laughs> frantic call from help from a remote research station on Mars sends a team of mercenaries into action. Led by The Rock and Carl Urban, they descend into the Olduvai Research Station, where they find a legion of nightmarish creatures lurking in the darkness. Once there, the Marines must use an arsenal of firepower to carry out their mission. Nothing gets out alive. Based on the hugely popular video game Doom, it's an explosive, action-packed thrill ride. Well, it's something, but it's not an action-packed thrill ride. You know what? It said here on Rotten Tomatoes with a 19% score, the critical consensus is sure to please fan of the video game, but lacking in plot and originality to please other moviegoers. As a fan of the game, I was not pleased. I feel like it had enough like nods and direct like, look at this map. It looks exactly like the game. I feel like they were relying on that stuff to kind of basically be like, they're going to love it because that's enough for the, the hardcore fans, but it's also a, a Marine movie, which the general public will love. And n- no, as this table's hardcore doom fan, it was not enough to have a checklist and say <laughs> doom reference check doom guy. Mm, maybe later Ish, uh, yeah. demons. Eh, kind of demons, yeah, but not like really zombie demons. It, yeah. I mean the plot, uh, when they say based on the hugely popular doom game, I mean, they may as well have just said stole the name from because it doesn't really seem all that based on the movie. Well, it is. I mean, it, game. It, it hits the major things. Well, because they're on Mars. demons, but Except these aren't there's demons. There's no demons. Yeah. At so it misses the That's number true. one key. You know, the Doom is a satanic, like crazy game like that to just have no demons at all in You've a demon based game. You've already failed at your <laughs> yeah. one easy hit out of the park yeah. is put demons in the fucking Doom movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe the uh, the same religious organizations that boycotted the game, boycotted the movie, they're like, we got to take the some demon. balls like the game. <laughs> yeah. Get them demons in there. I wish you could have selected, like I, one thing I wish the DVD had, I didn't, I didn't watch it on DVD, but I wish the DVD had, like when you first started up, you know when you first start Doom, it has the different like difficulty levels, like mm-hmm. Hurt Me Plenty, <laughs> yeah. Horror, Hell, blah, blah. I wish you could select what version of the movie you watch so you could watch different like levels of the gore on it. Yes, that sounds pretty awesome. So let's just let's briefly think about video game movie adaptations. They're generally bad, aren't they? Yes. For the most part, yes. Um, I was struggling to think of which one was the best. It seems like a lot of horror games in particular have made it to theaters. Silent Hill was the best. Which is the best. For horror, yes. I would say probably. I would say period. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other like... We've had yeah, Tomb Raider. <laughs> We've had Super Mario Bros. that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything that'd be better than Silent Hill in the, vi- in the video game movie adaption. Did anybody see Rampage that just came out with Dwayne Johnson? No. I didn't either. No, but I feel like that's not going to... I feel like that's one of those like loosely based off of... Right. It doesn't even have people turning into monsters. It's animals just growing big. Um, there's also Blood Rain had a movie. Uh, there's a film adaptation of Alone in the Dark with Christian Slater that's forgettable, I think. Um, Sega's video game series House of the Dead had an adaptation. Wait, um, really? Yeah. So there, there's a lot of these films. Uh, we... Would be remiss if we didn't mention Resident Evil. Yeah. Probably the most successful, but I still think Silent Hill beat it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, the first Resident Evil movie was not 
as bad I think as people remember. They get much worse, much you know, very quickly. But All I remember is she jump kicks a dog in the face. That was a very famous scene. So. Wow, that's true. Well, then the Warcraft movie wasn't bad. I didn't see it, but um, I heard a lot of people were okay with it. Oh, I love the Warcraft movie, but that's because I love World of Warcraft. It and was not a great movie. Based off a game, right? I've not seen it, so I cannot comment. I no. think like if, if I had an option between watching the Silent Hill movie and the Warcraft movie, I'd probably pick Silent Hill Really, more often than okay. Warcraft. All right, well, then maybe Silent Hill is the, the best video game-based movie. <laughs> So let's start, like, the Doom movie did one thing right out the gate that I really love. The Universal logo comes up. And normally the Universal logo is the Earth with the name Universal in front of it. And for this one, they actually replaced the Earth with Mars. So when it first comes up, instead of the Earth being in the Universal logo, it's actually Mars. And I thought, I was like, that's pretty clever. I actually enjoyed that little moment. And then it just went all downhill from there. (laughs) So the first two seconds of the movie, I was like, sweet. And then after that, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I totally missed that. I'm going to go back and just replay that moment because that sounds cool. Yeah, it was cool. Just to give a little more introduction to uh, what's happening here, these Marines are about to go on shore leave when they get the call in that they got to go and investigate this Mars facility. The name you're going to hear the most in the film, Dr. Carmack, (laughs) has been up there doing some sort of experiments. And the film opens up with a bunch of lab techs being chased down a corridor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just can you re- can you hear the excitement in our voice when we answer <laughs> these questions? Strap in, listeners. Yeah, um, a lot of blood. Uh, the call comes in, and the team is recalled from their about to be shore leave, and the team is now flying out to Mars to investigate what the hell is going on. And we already knew we we already knew we were kind of in a bad time when they're like, we're going on shore leave. What are you guys going to do? And everyone starts listing off their plans. One guy's like, I'm going down to Mexico. I'm going to get tequila and get a bunch of lady boys and just go crazy for the week. And it was like, okay, all right, that's fine. (laughs) You know, do what you got to do. And then the next guy was all like, I'm going to go and I'm just going to, I was like, oh God, these guys have no personality whatsoever. Like this is going to be rough. A lot of them are the cardboard cutouts of these Marine type movies, right? You got the dude who doesn't really want to obey. You got the the wet-eared kid. Mm-hmm. Is that the right phrase? I don't want to be racist. Yeah, like wet behind the ears. Wet yeah. behind yeah. the ears, yeah. Wet-eared kid. <laughs> you're, you're walking a line there. Whoa. Uh, you got the the super religious guy. And it's just like a really, really shitty aliens is what this movie is. Really, because they, they use all the same marine tropes, right? And then they got like the Bill Paxton guy who has done much worse this time around. It's just is man, that Portman? This, is that the guy who who's like yeah who's who's the chicken shit one who was like oh orders are to reinforcements and yeah he's the one that also brought drugs with him and sold and gave drugs to yeah. his like fellow like marine guys. It's like yo you guys have live ammo maybe don't get everybody all fucked up. You are on a mission of great importance and you're going to get your kid drugged up, uh, not to mention scare the shit out of him when you need him to have your back in, yeah. a, in a moment's oh, notice. Yeah. yeah. You can start this movie like halfway through and not, and like immediately pick up the plots. That's the kind of movie. That's that actually a really good point. You could literally start this movie halfway through and be like, okay, so this is going on, huh? All right, let's yeah, finish this. Got home. it. Like the whole first half of the movie serves zero purpose. They show that on the ride over to Mars, the guy is playing the largest Game Boy that I've ever seen <laughs> in the year 2026. Yeah, it's like it's like handheld technology, video game technology took a, a complete 180 and was like, how like 
<laughs> How primitive can we make this? This movie came out in 2005. The Game Boy SP came out in 2002, 2003, and was a quarter of the size of all this. Right, all right, <laughs> calm down, Mark. Calm very down. upset about the Game Boy. Look, it's like... a game about video games. It should get its games right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Have some damn self-respect. Maybe this was like a military Game Boy, and it needed to be big so it could be rugged. Oh, oh, please. He's not going to take it in the trenches. You don't know. He's going to stay back in his bunk. You've, I mean, based on these <laughs> based on these troops, they probably this would. This has been passed down to the generations of my family who were all Marines and took this with them to different wars. Mm-hmm. It's a hand-me-down? There you go. Okay, Maybe perhaps. Christopher Walken stuck it, stuck it in his ass and smuggled it out of Korea. <laughs> so Rock and his team arrive on the station, and we're introduced to uh, Rosamund Pike's character, Samantha, Turns out it's Carl Urban's sister. Yes. So twist. Her name is Sam. Sam mm-hmm. Grimm, and his name is John Grimm. Correct. They're the Grimms. So, oh yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, and his code name is Reaper. And then she goes, Reaper, like Grim Reaper, like as if we didn't already get that. She has to make a big point about like making sure we get it. Grim Reaper, and we're like, ugh, move on. And we will. Man, this is a slog, isn't it? Um, it is. Also, so, when they find out, like the, 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 one of the guys is all like, "Yo, who's the girl? Who's the doctor?" And he's like, "Relax, man. That's a sister." And he's like, "I don't care. I'll still hit it." <laughs> like straight yeah. up, he's like, "Don't give a shit about my fucking fellow then, marines. I'll fucking tap that." Samantha's dialogue goes like this: the first, I don't know, twenty-seven minutes of the movie. Techno babble, Doctor Carmack. Techno babble, Doctor Carmack. Technical babble, Doctor Carmack. And that's apparently they're paid each time they say Dr. Carmack. But it actually goes well because the Marines dialogue for the first 27 minutes is Marine lingo, Marine lingo, (laughs) jargon, jargon, jargon. Dr. Carmack. (laughs) So what's Dr. Carmack sitting at? All right, Marine lingo, jargon, jargon. We're going to rendezvous on the South Point. Jargo, go, go. go. And he's like, okay, fuck you guys. Semper Fi, motherfucker. Let's just redo this movie just like that. It reminded me of the scene in Super Troopers where the guy had to say cat as many times as he could, except they used the word Carmack. That's what I felt like like when they were writing the script. They were like, how many think we can get in here? Listeners, if you haven't picked up, it was supposed to be a callback to John Carmack, the creator, just in case you missed that. They really shove it down your throat. A little too much. Yeah, a lot too much. So one thing we did need to mention is that what they're doing up here on this facility is they've found Martian technology that had opened up a portal called the Ark. And that's how they're actually traveling to and from Mars. But what they're doing at the facility is... Genetic experiments. Yeah, they found a 24th chromosome. And they're like, oh, humans only have 23. If we just inject this new chromosome into us, which is exactly how chromosomes work, <laughs> we'll become super-powered. It's so dumb because they, the movie is now expecting the audience to believe that when you take the injection, one of two things is going to happen. You are going to become superhuman or you're going to become a monster. Right. And it's like, well, how does it determine it? In Based the movie, on your heart. Yeah. How evil are you? <laughs> That's how the chromosome decides. It's very scientific. So as you can imagine, everything goes wrong. Um, and it, there are way more monsters than superheroes because everyone who works for this company apparently is evil. And, uh, and they As just, is with most, co- most corporations. Yeah, like and it. then they just start fucking shit up. So the Marines come in all oorah and excited. And then they get their ass kicked. Well, before they call <laughs> oorah and excited, uh, the rock goes, all right. On my three, we lock and load. And then he goes, he goes, one, two, three. And everyone picks up their gun, cocks it, 
but they're all like standing in a circle facing yes. each other. So they're aiming their guns at each other after they just made them live and cocked them. And I'm like, yo, do not aim your gun so at stupid. other Marines. It's like, I get you guys are professionals, but just never aim your gun no, at someone else's they're face. They're clearly not professionals or they wouldn't have done that stupid ass <laughs> move. So yeah, so they're all um, not bright. And then they are all just... They're tasked with trying to find the missing scientists that were slaughtered at the beginning of the film. Right. And, oh, and in the most video game part of the plot, uh, Samantha has to download three files. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, and they're like, yo, this was actually the best part of the movie because for a second it tried to be realistic. And The Rock was like, yeah, we're, or not The Rock, uh, Carl right. Urban was like, we're not going to do that. That's stupid. This is a military operation, Doctor. We're really not here to retrieve our science home. Look, I got an idea. Why don't you ask your CO what your orders are? To contain and neutralize the threat, protect the civilians, and retrieve retrieve UAC property. We finally done here because I've got a job to do. <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, you are." And the Rock was like, "Yeah, I guess we are." Oh yeah, she, he doesn't even he doesn't bother like denying it. He's just like, yeah, "All right, we're dumb." Yes, part of the mission is to gather the data and take it back to headquarters. Also, I'm not a military person, but I'm going to be offended for all the military people. They kept calling the Rock their CO, their commanding officer, but he was a sergeant. A sergeant is definitely not an officer. In fact, most sergeants would be very, very offended if you called them an officer because they are non-commissioned. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. That's actually interesting to know. It's yeah. very stupid. Maybe it was a nickname. Maybe he actually wasn't a sergeant he's at a, all. It was just his captain nickname. the whole time. He's, he's, that would be even worse. Captain Sarge. <laughs> captain. Yeah, it's actually his last name. He's oh, Captain man. Sergeant. <laughs> captain Sergeant. So a couple things like as Dick the, Sergeant was a sergeant without a rank. As they're as they're walking through the facility, the Marines are being terrible at being Marines. Um, one of them sticks his head up in a um, an oh, air vent in this moment because they go into a lab and there's like a bunch of animals. There's a shit ton of animals, and I was like, "Oh, they're gonna kill all these damn animals, aren't they?" And I was already like just expecting <laughs> to be disappointed by this. At one point, this marine sticks his head up there, gets scared by a monkey, and they just unload into the vent where this monkey <laughs> is, and then blood just starts dripping out of it. And I was like, "Again, what the hell? Horror movies? Enough with the f- just murdering animals left and right." That guy poked his head in first. Into a, a, a dark, um, yeah, a vent. Yeah, with head, no light. Head first, and then <laughs> mini gun the shit out of it as he fell down and murdered <laughs> yeah. that poor ape or whatever was up there. <laughs> it was a monkey. Uh, anyway, a simian. Yeah, there you go. All right, all right. I will accept <laughs> it. Chimp. But yeah, yeah I, they stupid. Well, to be fair, this entire facility, from top to bottom, T to B, is lit terribly. This whole movie was so dark. I couldn't tell what was going on half the time. there. It's way too dark. It was lit like a haunted house. Even worse than that, man. It was just like... Yeah. And when they fired their weapons, that was like the only lighting, so you could only see things for like every other second. But man, every... I was like, they're walking down hallways, and I was like, I I have to take their word for what's going on, because I can't see what's going on Well, this absolutely captures the video game's moments of slowly plodding through hallways and hardly (laughs) shooting your guns. Oh, and that was... Yes, yeah. that was do it. So, to no one's surprise, all the Marines get killed except for uh, we left near the end with the the Rock and Carl Urban. What a surprise! The two biggest names survive, <laughs> and uh, the Rock like got converted, and he's evil, so he's becoming evil Rock, um, which right. actually was okay. But it's like, can it, I just take a moment to yeah. talk about the demon? I'm sorry, the monster's uh, reproductive delivery system. 
Oh, the, with their tongue? Yeah. The What I assume to be this movie's version of the imp demon from the game, it has a long, gross tongue, and it shoots it and detaches from its body and then grips your neck and then turns you Bites into you. a zombie yeah. slash monster 24th chromosomed thing. Wait, yeah. is that what was happening? Yeah. That's exactly what oh, so I, I couldn't even. I couldn't even follow that. A zombie monster by, by being bit like by a vampire... I mean, though, it's just so dumb. Either by bite or injection, right. I guess, is how you're going to be one of these monsters. Because Carl Urban gets fatally wounded, right, by Evil Rock, and uh, and his sister's like, I'm going to inject you with this goo, and he's like, don't do it. She's like, trust me, you're going to be fine, and I have no reason to believe that. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's like, I've done some evil shit. She's like, I'm your sister. I know all about it. Not true. And so she gambles and she shoots him up. And to no one's surprise, Carl Urban becomes Superman. The rocks become an evil rock. Now, can I ask you guys, did you feel it was a very hard change of the rock's personality halfway through the film? Right, because I think he was supposed to be like subtly becoming evil rock, but he didn't have that acting range. So he just went from good rock to evil rock. Like that. Yeah, it was like nice, caring rock, cared about his squad, and then he's like, fuck everybody, everybody's dead. He kills one of his own guys because he didn't want to follow orders to mass murder. Right, and then so he keeps saying, kill everybody, kill everybody, kill everybody, and his squad's like, boy, that Sarge is just acting very weird. He's having a bad day today. Yeah, I didn't think it was that. I mean, I thought he was like, we're here to do a mission, then once he kind of saw that the mission was getting like, kind of like, oh, the mission's changing. I didn't think he like went from like good to evil. I think he went much more like, this is our mission to like, oh shit, this is our mission. We got to really start stepping it up. Granted, he really went heavy handed with it. The way they portrayed him right. in the beginning of the film was not a man that would shoot his own squad member. Or like just a room full of civilians. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he tries to shoot the, the guy in the wheelchair and the kid's like, no, don't do that. And then he just shoots the kid in the head. Carl Urban just looks at him like, boy, that's our Sarge. What <laughs> yeah. a bad day he's, he's having. taking this mission well, they were, seriously. They were, they were about to have a standoff. Remember Carl yes. Urban like raises his gun and then bad shit went down. So we just kind of scrapped that. Well, yeah, because well, the 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 guy in the wheelchair was like, "I'm gonna shoot you," and he's like, "Oh shit, there's something behind me." Which who was, I actually who was thought named was okay. Pinky? The guy in the wheelchair's yeah. name was Pinky, and that's the name of like one of the demons in Correct. the, the right. game. And he turns into that like a same dog demon. demon. Check off the list. We yeah. made a Doom game reference. Yeah, that was. But there's and the, before we even get to this part where like you know everything goes foobar to mm-hmm. use one of the wonderful marine lingo mm-hmm. jargon terms that they used. Um, at one point, they're like. All right, we're gonna split up. You guys go into the sewer, and I was like, and they have like a New York yeah, why is Ninja Turtle style sewer underneath this. Um, this hey, you don't know what the Martians were doing up there. Yeah. Seriously, it is made out of stone. It looks like a sewer set that they had left over from like Ninja Turtles three, yeah. and they're like, we're down in the sewer, and I was like, there's no way they have why this level be? of sewer, and and like my roommates like they would just have tubes that go to a, like a waste facility. Like there's just yes. no way they would have a straight up underground sewer where you it's run a, a dead planet. They could just have pipes that go outside into the planet where nobody lives. They made the point multiple times to say this is a dead planet. There's no life here, so they don't really have to worry about fucking pollution. <laughs> just, I mean, we don't care about pollution on Earth, but on Mars, we're gonna really want to be building some sewers here. Let's keep our red planet red. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So, Super Carl Urban and the Rock get into a like hand to hand fight. Well, hold up. You're skipping the only part of the movie that resembles oh, the game. right, which I actually thought was the best part of the movie. I don't know why I skipped it. Yeah, it's Carl uh, uh, Urban is injected with the 24th chromosome. He wins the 50-50 dice roll and becomes the Doom Guy. 
Yes. Now, did you guys going into this film think The Rock was going to be Doom Guy? Yes. I I didn't go into this movie with any expectation other than the fact that you showed me this first person mode <laughs> scene at work one day, and I was like, oh, tell me that's not in the movie. You're like, this is like the final scene. And I was just like, I'm out. So what I told that, you was it's the best scene in the film. Now oh. that you've seen it, would you agree? Oof. It almost made me nauseous to watch, though. I don't know. I'd say the best scene in the movie, which is something we skipped over, is when they go from Earth to Mars, there's this really weird like little goo transport system that breaks them down molecularly and sends them to Mars instantly and then re Yeah, that's the arc. Them. That's the, okay. the Martian arc that teleports them from Nevada yeah. to Mars. Yeah, so it teleports them from yeah. Earth to Mars. I love that scene when they're flying through space just because it looked cool and there was no one talking. So I would say <laughs> that scene's better than this, but I will say this first-person mode, even though... It was the 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 action in this movie moves at like standard like action movie pace until this scene starts and then everything moves like real slow like like it was the dry run of the choreography. Well, I think they had to go slow because it was it really did make me nauseous after a while to watch it. I think if they were going super fast, it would have made people sick. They were probably afraid of exactly yeah. that. Is is if we move this along too fast, like the game, a fast paced first person video game, where we could uh, potentially make everybody sick. Yeah. Um, they'd even ruin the arc scene though because then they were trying to explain it to the kid and they were like oh yeah back in the day it wasn't so great they were explaining why Pinky was in his wheelchair and then they just cut to like a three second clip of legs just falling out of the fucking arc that's like yeah, we all understood what happened yeah, you didn't no, have to make this random unnecessary cut oh this movie basically anytime they're like we need to make that clear just they would just show them it on the like, head. They, they wouldn't even be like well let's say something else that kind yeah. of like makes it clear no they're just like just show it just whatever it is, just yeah. show it. So there, there's a like, like a, I mean, ten minute. I don't know. It feels really long. There's a significant. I think it's about four to five minutes long yeah. of this first person mode. It uh, felt so much longer. <laughs> it did. It felt just really long. You're, you're the eyes of Carl Urban, and you can see his gun, and he's going around. It to me, uh, it feels very similar to being in one of those, uh, those rides. Like you're sitting in a car, yeah, and you go up to an area, and they pull back the curtain, and then there's the skeleton, or Ooh. like. Time Cop or any of those RPG, like uh, those vid- uh, arcade games where you were just on rails. That's, yeah, oh, the rail exactly what it very like, like a rail shooter yeah. type thing, um, which then proceeds to get us to the final fight between Rock and Carl Urban. And I couldn't tell you what happened because they fought in pitch darkness, as Garrett was saying, and I couldn't see shit. I did notice that there was not a rock bottom. That really offended me because I was at least hoping I would get to see. A rock bottom. You mean like a la like Blade 2 yes, at the very exactly. end where they basically start Wait, wrestling? are you saying you wanted this movie to hit rock bottom or you wanted to see no. Rock's ass? No, the, no, the wrestling the, the move, move. The wrestling rock move the rock bottom. bottom. That the rock is <laughs> famous for. Rock, I thought he was famous for the people's elbow. He had two finishing moves. Rock yeah. bottom, people's elbow. Oh, he was versatile, baby. Okay. Yeah. That's Dwayne Johnson. I, I, I knew we would never get a people's elbow in the movie. That would have been okay. way too on the nose. One thing that but, was really funny is like we're watching it and um, you know we're big fans of the rock in, in, the, in the house I live in. And, um, like, he shows up for the first time with his shirt off. Like, in the very opening scene, he's, like, getting his mission, br- mission briefing mm-hmm. with his shirt off. A little something for the ladies. And then Vanessa goes, mm-mm. 
he's just not as ripped as he was now. Like he's like he's like he's just too small for me right now because <laughs> he like he legitimately is like much skinnier in this than he is like now. Yes, he's like like Fast and the Furious Rock is like massively huge compared to this Kat rock. Kat and I talked about this, and we think it's because he had to be functionally strong back then because he was still wrestling, and so he had to be able to move and be agile. Whereas now he just has to look huge on screen. You know, he's not like yeah, showing off good live, so he can be much bigger. My dude is swole now. He, I mean, is, he is huge. Yeah. He's very swole. Um, so this fight goes on for, I don't know, conservatively a week. They trade blows. I think uh, Carl Urban finally, uh, oh, uh, the rock fires the BFG at him and misses, which is in Doom lore, the BFG stands for Big Fucking Gun. Yes, it yes. does. Uh, in the movie, they changed it to the Bioforce gun. So stupid. Are you serious? No, yeah. the Rock I does say. That. He says, when he goes and grabs the gun before he goes on into one of his missions, he says, big fucking gun, and then takes it. Yeah. And then he says the line during this fight, isn't this where he says, Semper Fi, motherfuckers. Yes, he yes, busts that's his, through this. That's his opening line for the fight, and so like, I was like, oh, that's terrible. Semper Fi, motherfucker. I rolled my eyes real yes. hard. And so they have this just really choreographed, not great fight. They wrap the rock in like iron rods, and then it, it keeps them like trapped for a while. And then as long like, as soon as the plot didn't need that anymore, the rock could just bend these iron rods however he wanted. He so, wraps them on his fist like a metal gauntlet yes. and uses it to punch. Yeah. But then Carl Urban basically is like, Oh yeah, starts bending them back straight, <laughs> yeah. like a paperclip. Like you know, like he's like, yeah. that's what happens when you got that twenty fourth chromosome. Yes. Oh my so god. So they're just bending this paperclip around, and eventually, and what's Sam doing? The the, the sister is where she's busy this? downloading the files or yeah. something. Yeah. I thought she there's a one point where she's running through the facility. I think it's during the fight. She's running through the facility, yelling, "John, John, John!" And I was like, not since Kate Winslet in Titanic has someone yelled someone's name so damn much in this movie. Because it seemed like she yelled it 90 times. And I was like, all I could hear in my head was like, Jack, Jack. I was like, oh, this is horrible. Maybe that's like a character uh, uh, flaw she's supposed to have where she just says someone's name a lot. First it's Dr. Carmack. She's now got, it's John. She, she's got some form of like ADD where yeah. she's got to like. <laughs> Say their name a thousand times. Well, she got knocked out. After she injected Carl Urban with the 24th chromosome, she disappears and he finds her knocked out, wakes her up, and tells her to get the hell back through the arc. We're blowing this place up. Okay. So that's what happens. Uh, Carl Urban has the fight with the rock. They do the the iron punching in the battle, and then the arc activates and it's starting to suck everything in and take it back. The teleport system. Yes, to take it back to Mars. And rock gets sucked in. So they were back on Earth at that point? Yeah. Oh, see, I did not get that. I thought yeah. there was. I was like, where the hell did they just send the rock? Because they, they just were, blew him up on we Earth. Skipped, we skipped it because it was so stupid. But they <laughs> left the pinky to, all right, you guard the fucking arc transport thing. And the guy's like, I'm not a soldier. I can't guard this shit. Which and, is a fair response. Yeah, and the rock's like, you fucking do it. And he doesn't successfully guard it. And all the zombie demons manage to take the arc to Earth. And then... Keith Urban and Samantha follow them. Keith, you mean Carl Urban? <laughs> Carl Urban Keith Urban. Very Keith different Urban. movie with Keith Almost Urban. Almost with a song. Potentially better. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so the rock gets sucked back to Mars, and then Carl Urban like throws a grenade through. So that gets sucked back to Mars, and it blows up in the rock's face. The end. This movie was definitely based off Doom 3. Like yes. the visual look, the way the 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 monsters looked, like the Hell Knight 
looked like the one from Doom 3. So I think they used some of the same game models. Pinky turned into a pinky demon. Oh, absolutely. And he still had that chair thing attached to his yes. back. And he, I think that was in the, the model of Doom 3. Well, in the, the Doom 3, they had mechanical legs. They didn't have, like, the, the chair. But, yeah. It was, like, it had, wheels, right? You know, it had, like, just mechanical, like, bull legs. Oh, was it? Okay. But, you know, you could easily just take the top part of that model and change out with the, yeah. the right. wheelchair at the bottom. So... I think they just basically like because that game came out around closer around the same 2004, time. Two thousand four, I think this came out two thousand five. Yeah. So I think they just so. were using pre existing yeah. assets to kind of build off that. But there's two moments in this movie that I really want to talk about, and there's one where one of the is Marines, it the Nine Inch Nails song at the end? No, no, I don't want to. I hated that song. I it did was not bad. talk about that. But no, there's one of the Marines is super religious, and at one point he goes, "God damn!" And then he pulls out this knife, pulls up his sleeve, oh, right. and then just slashes into his arm and they're like one of the dudes like what are you doing he's like that'll teach me not to take the lord's name in vain and i'm like whoa hardcore it's like if this is what you do to not blaspheme or whatever it's like maybe find another hobby (laughs) find something marine's gonna be tough find something else with less rules because that is intensely like unnecessary i think they're just trying to add character depth and failing well they had to add something otherwise it was just the same cookie cutter marine for every single person i will person say in this movie. i believe hands down this is the worst movie we've ever watched for this podcast oh for me i i can't think of anything that even comes close to being i just wanted this movie to be over and it would not end Oh, this movie would definitely not end. When I factor into my fandom of the Doom game series and how much it failed at even managing to do a, a demon film, then I think you're probably right. Yes, I would I would agree with you on that. It failed to do its source material justice. It was boring. It was uh, very reminiscent of, like you said, the Alien franchise and all the other movies that came before it. Um, and it didn't add anything no. to the genre. See, I love a good shitty movie, and unfortunately, I mean, I mean, good shitty movie is like it's so bad it's good. I I love a good like action movie like that, but this was just it was so bad that it just never got to the point of good. But compared to something like The Others or Black Christmas, I'm gonna have a hard time saying that this is the worst movie we've watched, just because. I would rather watch Doom than The Others again. Oh, I would watch The Others again in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, man. In just... a heartbeat. It wouldn't even be a choice. I'd be That one, yeah. That I'd one. rather listen to her be like, Joan, Joan, than close the doors. It was just like, oh, God, mm-hmm. just fucking kill me. I, I, you know what? I got to side with Garrett on this one. I would probably watch Doom over that one, too. Ugh, yeah. Doom. I'm, I, I will tell you, I plan to never watch this movie again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Good news, we're revisiting it in ne- yeah. next episode. Yeah. Uh, just a couple other things on the film. Um, the rights to this game was actually owned by a couple studios before it got made. Universal Pictures and Columbia Pictures had the rights to it, but they didn't do anything with it until they expired. <laughs> um, Warner Brothers signed a deal, and it was like, okay, if you're going to do it, you got to green light this thing within a year. Well, something happened. Warner Brothers lost the rights, and they went back to Universal, and that's when the film got put into production in 2004. Jeez. Uh, the film made $56 million on a $60 million budget. Good. Therefore, I'm glad it, was it a failed. Flop. And uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has said as recently as the past few years on Twitter that it was definitely a stinker. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, Dwayne Johnson's always been really honest about stuff, which I always love. But, like, yeah, you can't can't hide how bad that was. I mean, I read that, like, 
they even like sent the script to Edgar Wright and uh, who's the guy? Who's the other guy? Um, oh, not Edgar Wright. You're talking about uh, uh, Sean. Sean of the Dead. Sean Pegg. Uh, Simon Pegg. Simon, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. <laughs> they sent it to them to basically like punch up the script, and they were like, "No, like we don't even want anything to deal yeah. with this." So I mean, we're not going to be associated with this garbage. It's so fucking bad. I would not recommend this movie to anyone. No, I don't think any of us would. Yeah, <sighs> go play the game. Go play yes. 2016. Go play any Doom. Any Doom is better than this. <laughs> I got to tell you guys. I'm out of steam. Why don't you kill me? (laughs) (laughs) It's time for another segment of John Dies First. All right, so we've brought this back in house this episode. Um, I've written one up here. Garrett, did you prepare? Do you have something here? I have something. (laughs) (laughs) It's simple, but I've got something. Oh, I can't wait. <clears throat> this is from Mark from Phobos. Interstellar yeah. Mark. Anyway, here we go. John is just happy to have a job. In the current job market of 2026, anyone is. After a back to back Trump presidency, virtually all the money is with the wealthy. John was just about to pack up and move back home with his parents when he got the call. Assistant to the famous scientist, Dr. Carmack. Dr. Carmack had a deadline that was fast approaching and needed John to begin work immediately. John's first job duty was to clear out some type of holding cell and ensure the electrified walls were operational. Chunks of charred flesh were strewn across the floor, but John didn't want to anger his new employer by asking too many questions. Now on to task number two cleaning and sterilizing the BioForce Gun version 3.14. Interesting taser, John thought as he began to polish the stock of the weapon. While he cleaned, John daydreamed about what neat items he might be able to purchase with his first paycheck. Some green armor? Perhaps some blue bottles of health regeneration? At that moment, a loud screech filled his ears and blue rays illuminated the room. He felt a searing flash of intense vaporizing pain in his left arm. John looked down to see that the safety had not been activated on the BioForce gun and he had just blasted off the left side of his body. As no. John slumped to the floor, his last bewildered words were, Big fucking gun. Ooh. I also would accept it. Simplify, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Simplify, motherfucker. All right, that was pretty good. Yeah. I like that one. All right, the next one we have is from Garrett from Demos. San Demos. Sandemos. Yeah. (laughs) Sandemos. I can't even say it. Dude, that is a shirt. Okay. Boom. Patent pending, patent pending. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking patent shirts. Copyright pending. Whatever the fuck we (laughs) need to do. It's ours. Um, Okay. So John, sitting at home on shore leave, gets a call that he's been called back into duty. John goes back in and meets his fellow Marines. Portman, Sarge, Duke, the kid. They basically get ready, but John is nervous. He's been on shore leave for so long now that he doesn't know if he's got what it takes to basically kill whatever's out there. So his buddy Portman loads him up on a bunch of illegal drugs that he totally shouldn't have, free of charge, because as you know, the first hit's free. (laughs) They go to the arc reactor, ready to go through. John walks up. At that moment, realizes he left his bus pass back in his locker. He turns around to leave, and half his body gets sucked and sent to Mars, while the other half of him is laying there on the floor in Earth. Ooh. Split in half. Ooh, death by arc reactor. Yeah, buddy, because of a fucking bus pass. 
<sighs> Buses are dangerous. So BFG or split in half by the arc. I got to tell you, this is a close one. A lot of dead air really help. Do your best Doom game sound. That's pretty good, Mark. Simplify, motherfucker. I'm going to go with Mark. All right. That was a pretty solid story. I like the little pie reference in there. And uh, I, I thought you might not choose it because I predicted two Trump presidencies. Wow. Well, it is a, it is a, a game about hell. Yeah. So. <laughs> Good point. It fits right in. <laughs> All right. With that, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us through our journey of doom. If you enjoyed our episode, please like and comment on your preferred podcast platform. It'll really go a long way in helping our visibility out there on the interwebs. Please consider telling other horror fans you may know about our show, and don't forget you can find more Grave Talk podcast content at www.thegravetalk.com. Until next time, keep yourself above ground, otherwise you may be dead, and the dead can't listen. <laughs>